I've been working from home and taking care of my three kids since 2013. When I started doing this, my kids ranged from one-year-old to six-years-old. Now, we both work from home and our kids are often home with us. It's always been my goal to have a job I could do from home that would allow me to earn while I took care of the kids and actually homeschool them for at least the foundation. If you have young kids at home, then you know how hard it is to get anything done in a day, especially if it requires your attention. In today's episode, we will discuss the things we've done to be more productive with our kids around. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So guys, today we're talking about something that I think so many people can identify with, especially because of pandemic and Mm. a lot of people had to like transition to home. In fact, I think a lot of companies are not even going back. And it's looking like, yeah, more and more. Yeah. I mean, I just know so many people who went remote and now they're remote and their kids aren't even back at school. So they're getting all those dummy double whammies of like working from home. <laughs> dummy whammies. That's right. Working from home, having to remote learn with their kids. It's huge, huge challenges. But um, today we want to talk about, you know, the things that we've done to help us get more work done with our kids around. Um, this has been a lifestyle for us. And I think that there's a lot of people that are in that boat already. Um, I know that my team really struggles with this. People that I work with, like, how do you get the work done? Um, And honestly, the answer to this definitely has varied based off of how old our kids were. Yeah, it's it's been an evolving process. And I would say that the the first area uh, that Keely is very good at. Uh, not that I'm not good at it, but but this is your <laughs> this is your thing. Okay, I'm waiting to hear it. <laughs> and no, it's just setting boundaries. It's, I mean, this is like um, this is going to sort of bleed from our our productivity stuff to our marriage stuff and family stuff because um, some of this stuff applies to if you're working at home while you have kids, and some of it is just like, do you have kids? Some of it's just, do you interact with other humans? <laughs> you know, like you need boundaries in life. <laughs> boundaries are important for yeah. all relationships. And so we we have always set boundaries for our kids, even from a very young age. So one is that our bedroom is kind of off limits. And it doesn't mean that they never, ever come into our bedroom. But it definitely does mean that when the bedroom door is shut, you don't come in. You knock before entering. Now we're, we're the type of folks that when we go into our bedroom, we tend to lock the door. I know a lot of people that, uh, that don't and, and they don't set a boundary of knock before you enter. And I'm like, that's just a recipe for disaster. And so, you know, like you wouldn't want your teenage kid doing that. You know, like you're going to walk in and they're going to be changing. (laughs) It's going to happen, you know, or they're going to walk in, in your room. You're going to be changing. Uh, you're going to be, you know, stepping out of the shower or something like that. So, you know, if the door is shut, don't come in. That has translated into if the door is shut during the day, it's probably because one of us is on a call and it's kind of become, you know, like we have, we have one area in our house that is kind of designated for office space, whether that be the kids doing schoolwork or us doing work. But then the bedroom has kind of become like the secondary office for taking calls because it's really difficult to sit side by side with quiet. Yeah, exactly. So our bedroom is not a play place. It's not a hangout. Um, if, if, you know, you want to spend time together, we'll sit with you on the couch. We'll sit, we've got a, you know, a little swing out in the yard in the back uh, that we can sit together with our kids. And, and we have different places where we do that, but not the bedroom. That's, that's just a boundary. 
Uh, one of the boundaries that I hear, I hear people talk about this all the time. And again, I'm like, you got to teach them young. When you're in the bathroom, don't try and talk to us through there, through the door. Don't bother us while we're in the bathroom, right? Um, there should be one, <laughs> this one place in the house that is just sort of off limits, you know, don't right. ask me the questions right now. Uh, just, just give me a few minutes. Let me get out that kind of thing. And just so you know, I use this trick a lot when the kids were very little, I would just go into the bathroom if I really <laughs> had to sit and write or like concentrate for 10 minutes. Yeah. They yeah. left me alone. There's only so long, so many times that you can do that, you know, and, and be gone for three hours like that. <laughs> well, I never did that much. Yeah. I've definitely been known to sneak into the bathroom and to get a quiet moment. Yeah. That, that can work. Uh, noisy toys. Uh, noisy games and just being noisy in general should be done within your bedroom, kids, uh, with the door closed. You know, we we try. We have spent the last several years uh, since moving to Dallas living in fairly low square footage places and just kind of living on top of each other. So we kind of got to really stick with this one. You know, if you're going to be loud and obnoxious, go to your room. If you're being so loud and obnoxious that in your room with your door closed is still too much, it's time for you to go outside. Yeah. That kind of thing. So um, we, we pretty much don't allow shouting, yelling, screaming inside. Um, being loud is fun and okay and great in the right context. So if you're at a concert, if you're at a sporting event, or if you're just outside, like be loud. That's fine. I've seen people shush their kids when they're being loud in like the parking lot of Target. And I'm like, you're outside. Who cares? You know, like let them, let them be loud so that when they get in, you can be like, Shh. <laughs> now we're inside, you know, set that boundary from a young age. Um, also just sort of like we, we have a couple of phrases that we shout out in the house every now and then it's I'm doing a call or I'm doing a video. We, we do a lot of uh, like screen capture videos where we are explaining something to a client or, or somebody on our team or that kind of thing. And so you'll just be in some random part of the house and you'll hear somebody say, I'm doing a video. And that means everybody be quiet. You know, right. don't have side conversations, you know, those kinds of things. So um, when, when a call is happening, a video is happening, you're on a Zoom a meeting or something like that, just like bring the, the, the volume down in the house overall. Um, same goes for fighting and arguing, right? Our, our kids have been fairly good about like when we're on a call, not having a knockdown drag out in the next room. Well, I have had a lot of uh, coaching on that because they have, they, yes. they did when, when pandemic first mm -hmm. started, they were not used to me having so right. many calls either. Right. Yeah. And that was something that we had to get used to. And I think just a lot of people have. A lot of people have just had to get used to, listen, I'm going to be on a business call now, so you've got to be quiet. The flip side of that is everybody has gotten used to that. So, you know, like if I'm on a call with you and I hear your kid in the background, I'm not going to be like appalled. I cannot believe, you know, like people have gotten a lot more understanding, but it's still good to have these, uh, these kinds of rules in place. Uh, let's see. Give us, oh, this is a huge one. Give us time to wrap up what we're doing before you ask a question. So we've, another thing that we've kind of gotten in the habit of saying is, Hey, I need you when you're available. You know, I'll, I'll say that to Keely. She'll now, say these are me. good rules. If you have anyone in the house, not just children. anybody, even in, even in an office, this, this works really well, you know, poke your head in the door and say, Hey, when you get a stopping point, can you come see me? Or, you know, I'll, I'll be back in five minutes. Can you find a stopping point or something like that? And that way, if you're in the middle of typing a sentence, you're in the middle of typing an email, you, you get to finish that up send it and then 
you're not like train wrecking what you were doing so that your kid can say, can I have dessert, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is. Can I have candy? Um, I'm hungry. You know, that's, that's like a three second thing. Like just, just wait a couple of minutes. I'll get to a stopping point and then I can bring my head Actually up, talk about it, switch gears and say, you know, what is it you need? And maybe it's a quick thing. Maybe it's a long thing, but I, now I've been able to switch gears and I don't have to reconfigure to get back into what I was doing. Um, <laughs> Keely put this, uh, don't climb on us or pull on us while we're working on the computer. I've seen, I've seen this happening on, on zoom calls where, uh, pets or children are climbing all over, uh, the person on the other end. And, um, it's difficult. And again, you know, we're, as a society, I think we've gotten a lot more understanding about this, but it can be distracting to, to everybody yeah. involved. You know what, when, uh, the kids were very little, I actually just stood up to work because then I didn't off your lap. Yeah. Yeah. Them and the dogs would just leave. Like, (laughs) you know, the dogs would like sit on my feet and the kids may like ask to be picked up, but really I was just like, no. Yeah. So even if you have kids, you know, as, as little as toddlers, you know, one years old, you can start with these boundaries. Um, Start with them when they're young and it will help uh, establish it over the course of their lifetime. If you, if all of a sudden they're nine and you're like, Oh, we need to use your indoor voice, honey. And they're like, what's an indoor voice? Yeah. Like what's that? Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> and I say that tongue in cheek, cause honestly it's, it's not ever too late. That's what the pandemic taught us is that, you know, you got to pivot and you got to make up for these, uh, for these changes and everything. But if you start them young, it's a lot easier and it just becomes a part of sort of the, the flow in your house. And it's, I just want to point this out because I have had a lot of people say, well, I can't get my kids to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, honestly, my kids don't do it unless I tell them. And I tell them every single day, 20 times a day, if that's what it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what about um, throughout the day? So one thing that I know really, really helped me, and this is something my mom taught me. Uh, cause she used to sit down and play the piano and we would always want to come play. And so she would give us like five minutes and then say, okay, it's my turn. So I kind of like morph this into when I was working, I would like take breaks with the kids during the day. Right. I was very intentional about this. Really ultimately your kids just want time from you and they have a very small attention span. So even if you clock out mentally or whatever for five minutes or 10 minutes and go spend time with them, it's usually enough. Or, um, you know, say I'm going to have lunch with you and sit down and eat lunch with them or whatever. And I even when they're very, very little and I mean, a lot of these principles can be used when they're toddlers. Just set that expectation with them, give them some time and then tell them, okay, now it's my turn to do this. My mom was very good at teaching us this, that we needed to like let her do things. Right. Yeah. So setting setting that. that time aside, uh, just helps out in, in so many ways. You can, you can totally focus on them. Um, because I know if, if like Brayden in particular is trying to talk to me and I'm in the middle of something and he's just sort of like chatting away. If, if I try to, I don't know, outlast him, <laughs> like assume he's just telling me something real quick and and I can Never keep does. going, <laughs> then it, takes a lot longer because all of a sudden I'll realize he stopped talking because he's waiting for a response. And I'm like, Oh, uh, you know, but if I just kind of like put the laptop to the side and listen to him for a few minutes, then one, we're, we're both having a better interaction. And then two, it's not as long. 
because yeah, he knows he's got my attention. He's not fighting for it at that point. And he doesn't have to work to get my attention. He could just tell me the thing and we can have that, you know, that couple of minutes together or whatever. Uh, um, I actually carve yours. time out with the kids when they come home from school. Yeah. That I was just getting ready to say that is Braden's key time is, is right when he gets home. I from do school. it with all the kids, yeah. but specifically with Braden because I yeah. pick him up from school. Yeah. So kind of along that lines, we also uh, develop a team mindset. We kind of have this, this mantra around the, the family that actually predates kids. This is, this is me and Keely. Um, this, this is part of our marriage stuff is we just say to each other team reason. It's a reminder that we are on the same team. We're not fighting each other. We're fighting with each other. We're fighting alongside each other. And so as our, as our kids have gotten older, we've helped develop that team mindset with them. And again, we started with them when they were young. But we've developed it over time and helped them understand that, you know, if if we can have that interrupt that uninterrupted time that we need, then we can get our work done and then we can stop and we can go do the fun things. Like if we have to get interrupted and lose our train of thought and, and do all these kinds of things, all of a sudden we're gonna be working into the night. We're gonna be, oh man, I gotta catch up on the weekend, all this kind of stuff. But as we've really focused in and trained, we've all sort of trained each other in these things. Now we have the free time on the weekends and the kids know that, like they know that they've got us on Sundays for sure. And, um, they know that, you know, Saturdays we're probably going to be hanging out. Like that's, we're going to go shopping or that's going to be our day where we're going to go on a trip or whatever. And those kinds of things. So they, they, it's the give and take, right? Right. It's the same thing with, with their, uh, chores, right? If they can get their stuff done, if they're, if they can accomplish their task, as soon as they get home from school, then it's done. And the rest of the evening is theirs, you know? So we're trying to develop that mindset. Uh, let's work together on this. We're a team. We listen, we love you guys. We want to hang out with you guys, but we do have some stuff that we've got to get done. Right. So we can either get it done first or we can spread it out. And nobody's, nobody is as happy then. Well, it also helps like, uh, it really helped them with the chores. Cause obviously they complained about them and still have that a oh, little sure. bit, but you know, we did eventually have to say, guys, if you don't do this chore that I'm asking you to do, then I have to do it. And now I have to do that on top of this other thing. Right. How on earth are we going to have time together? And that did really make a, a difference. I mean, there's still complaints, but. No. <laughs> Not our children. Still fight with chores. them. <laughs> um, another good thing for you to do when you can is make your schedule known and stick with it. And I mean, you know, when the kids were really little and I was home and Austin was away or whatever, um, my work time, uh, it was very, it was kind of like variety or whatever. I didn't necessarily have like set hours, but there was an expectation that I was going to work at night and on the weekends and whenever I could, you know, like there was some of that. And as the kids have gotten older, as we got into more rhythms and stuff, I just have made it pretty clear, like, this is my expected work times and and do the best I can to stick with it. I'm not saying that we were always perfect on this, but it started developing even more. And as the kids have gotten older, it's like almost like clockwork now. We know we're going to take off the weekend. We know nine times yeah. out of ten we'll take off the evenings. Um, so you're, you're working towards that. Don't be like upset if you're not there yet, but if you let people know in the house what the work expectations are, especially your kids, then they're going to know now that on the flip side of that, they're going to get annoyed if you don't. Yeah. The the second half there, stick with it. 
is, is so very cute. Yeah, they're ready and, for dinner, and we're like, oh, it's seven. <laughs> and I don't know if this is uh, if this is terribly common or if it's just our kids, but and our kids just like thrive on knowing what's coming next. If we're headed off to to do a day of shopping, they're like, where, you know, like which stores are we going to? And then when we get to store number one, they're like, okay, what are we getting here? And they just want to know what's coming down the road. And so if they know that um, on an, on a day-to-day basis, but also just sort of like in general, just that general schedule, that, that can be hugely comforting. Uh, for them and they can and it makes it easier i think for them to give some benchmarks and that's part it of it like if yeah. you're going somewhere new you've never been and it's completely unknown it always feels like it takes longer to get there than when you come home and you've already <laughs> yeah. been there yeah. it's the same way with with the schedule yeah you're coming up. there on... is one tell them what it is <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh, that you can also uh, get them involved right if, if you have um, some ways that they can actually be a part of your job, and again, this is going to vary tremendously based on their age, their level of responsibility and maturity and those kinds of things, but maybe it's something as simple as writing out your task list. So you say, hey, you know, maybe you're, you're uh, fixing breakfast in the morning and you say, hey, help me out with my task list, you know, like help, help me to, to get this done. That'll also kind of, there's a, there's a backdoor angle there that they're also seeing what all you have to do. And that can help them to go, oh, wow, mom's got a lot to do today. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but if if uh, there's some actual task in your job that they can do, that they can be a part of, go ahead and bring them on board. Like, yeah. let, them, let them be a part of that. I've let the kids, like, put stamps on mail. Yeah. I mean, just, like, really simple little things. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, think about it, like, you know, when you're when you're working on something in your house or you're working on your car and they're there handing you tools, you know, that kind of, that level of thing. Maybe you have some some elements of your job that are like that. And maybe it's, I mean, simple as, hey, could you go sharpen my pencil or, or find me a new pen? Or, hey, oh, my notebook just ran out. Do you know where the notebooks are? You know, little kind of things like that that um, make them feel connected to what you're doing. Um, and it is, you, you are interacting with them. You are spending time with them and you're inviting them into this very, important part of your life. Well, the other thing you can do is if your kids are really little, like toddler age, give them their own little computer to sit on next to you. Or if you have an iPad or something like that, put them next to you. I used to work with the kids homeschooling at the table and yeah, invite them to work, not with you, but alongside you, but alongside doing their thing. Yeah. And that does help because it keeps them, it keeps them connected with you in the room without requiring your attention. Yeah. Um, something that I had to do was figure out how to break up my tasks or create placeholders. Um, I, you know, as a writer, I create, uh, you know, a, an outline. I used to hate outlines as a writer, but this is actually something that really saved me with my job because it made it so that all I had to do was write a couple paragraphs before you know, the next thing. And if I outlined it, I already knew what needed to be said in each section. So if I got broke away or pulled away from my task, it was much easier to come back to it. And you can do the same thing by having a list. Maybe you have tasks that do have a stopping point. Like maybe it's not done, but maybe there is a way for you to get to stopping points really quickly and kind of keep your place. You know, in Austin, I don't know if you have any thing to share on this with your type of work, but I know what I've done with writing and things like that. Well, with like having placeholders. Yeah. 
Um, I think so. Yeah. You know, is, are you just saying like stopping points? Yeah. Like, Basically, like so that you're not saying so that if you know in advance that, okay, to get this task done, I have to do step one. Well, if you get in the middle of step one and somebody needs you, it's kind of easy because you're still in step one and you knew it. You come right back and finish step one. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That that's the kind of um, that's nope. the kind of thing I'm <laughs> that I have done, and I don't think all jobs are like this. But maybe maybe just something that helps you create placeholders, depending on what you're doing. Whether it's leaving five tasks, I used to leave a lot of tabs open. I still do, uh-huh. and that's kind of a placeholder for me too. So when I come back, I know exactly what I was doing. And everything that okay, has to yeah. get done. Gotcha. Yeah. I think you have to be creative with it, though. So another thing that we've done over the years is to take turns uh, caring for the kids. And this this has changed over the years with our change in roles. Because for a while, I was working outside of the home. And Keely was home doing homeschooling and um, uh, wasn't yet working, even in the home, uh, on, on a, on a you know, outside job type of thing. And then switched into taking, you know, taking all of the things she was already doing and adding, uh, you know, an income earning job to that. And very quickly we, you know, we discovered like, some things got to shift here. And so we have shifted, uh, the responsibilities and the tasks over time. Uh, what I know at various points we've had like, okay, on this day of the week, when I get home from, uh, from work, I am like, the kids are me. Like, I'm going to take you and stick you in a room somewhere. And like, boys, we're hanging out out here. We're not going to bother mom. I'm going to cook dinner, you know, like all those kinds of things. Um, It's also been, you know, um, alternating some of the in-home responsibilities. Um, That can be a a, a huge help. Uh, Getting the kids involved with some of those things has also been a big help. Um, But again, when I came home, we had to shift again. And for a while, we were both of us working home full time, all three kids at home homeschooling. And this was so this was before we sent them back to public school and before pandemic and all that kind of stuff. All five of us were home. And so we developed a model where I I can't even exactly remember, but I know like a couple of days a week, it was my focus was work and your focus was homeschooling the kids. And then on the, you know, the other day of the week we flip-flopped or something like that. I think it was like two days a week, you know, so these two days you were focused on work and, and these other two days I was focused on work. And, and that is by the way, focus, you know, it's not to say that I wasn't ever doing homeschooling when it wasn't my day. You know, we, we try not to do that to each other, but it was really nice to know, like, okay, if I've got a task where like, I just got to dig in for four hours and I (laughs) and put my head down and do it. I know I've got a day of the week to do that. And Keely had the same thing. And it also kind of helped out the kids because they knew who to go to. So, I, you know, we would start off the day. All right, guys, um, dad's here with you today. Mom's work, focused on her work. So I'm going to be working, but you can interrupt me. That's basically right. what it was. It wasn't that you weren't working on your homeschool day. Right. <laughs> you were working and doing homeschooling, but your, your focus was if the kids have a question, they ask me rather than asking dad and that kind of thing. And, and so just whatever that looks like in your context, if that means, you know, you pick a couple of nights of the week where y'all sort of hand off the responsibilities and, and, uh, Hey, look, give me some guarded time 
where uh, if the kids have a question or a need or again, meal prep, those kinds of things that it's, it's going to be your task. And then this night of the week is going to be my task. That kind of thing can help out tremendously of and just definitely the let the kids know. Cause I will tell you, that, oh, yeah. you know, the kids will just walk past one of us to the other one. If they are accustomed to asking specific types of things to yep. one or the other. Yeah. If they're looking for this thing, they're coming to me. They're looking for the other thing. They're coming to mom and that, you know, so we, we had to kind of, you know, establish that. Um, and, and we still do that sometimes where, um, I think what it's come down to nowadays, just because the nature of your, your jobs is that now it is okay. Today is my call day. So it's like, okay, mom's going to be holed up today doing endless phone calls. How many calls will you be on today, mom? (laughs) Are you ever coming back? (laughs) We forgot what you look like. Yeah. So, um, that just sharing, sharing that responsibility of the kids, uh, and their care and their concerns and spending time with them and everything is not only hugely helpful for your spouse, but it's also hugely helpful for the kids because they don't feel like, uh, they got, you know, shoved off to the side or anything like that. It's like, no, you know, like you, you have both of us here and we're, we're going to help out. So, well guys, as always, um, uh, empowering productivity is brought to you by R5 website management, where we're here to help take your online presence to the next level. So if you need a new website, maybe you need an update to your website, uh, maybe you just need some new content, like some blog posts, some email newsletters, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Email us at contact at r5websitemanagement.com to get started right away. And until next week, get on out there and start breaking those mental chains that are keeping you from